Today on the All Things Pizza podcast, I speak with a delivery driver from Domino's who helped rescue a kidnapped woman during one of his routine deliveries. Let's do this. Today, I'm excited to speak with Joey Grundle, a former delivery driver for Domino's who found himself in an unusual situation during a routine delivery a couple of years ago. His story went viral, even capturing the attention of his favorite pop star. Uh, I'm excited to welcome Joey to the podcast to talk about this experience and its aftermath. Uh, Joey, thanks so much for joining me today. Ah, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Exciting to be here. <laughs> thanks so much. Um, so I know this incident uh, happened a few years ago, and I want to hear hear about that night momentarily. But I want to start off by asking you, like, when did you start working for Domino's uh, as a delivery driver? Uh, let's see. I started. It was, I believe, August of 2016. It was after, yeah, right after I graduated undergrad at Marquette. Um, so it was kind of ideally it was supposed to be like a placeholder until I found a job, um, and then it turned into what, like almost four years. I think I worked there, so that's how that kind of started. Gotcha. Um, and in you know your first couple of years uh, working as a uh, you know delivery driver up until kind of um, the night of what I'll call the incident, did you ever have any unusual uh, experiences as a driver? No, I would say most things were pretty normal. I mean, you get maybe people that maybe had a little bit too much to drink or something like that, but like, that's just, that's typical. Nothing like out of the ordinary where it like was uncomfortable or anything. It's just, you just show up, get the people their pizza and you move on. That's, I would say about 99.9% of, of deliveries was just that simple. Yep. Um, so, so take me through this night. So, so do you remember the date of, of when this happened? Uh, September 26th, I believe maybe the 27th. It was one of those two days, um, okay. in 2018. Okay. So you start your shift around what time? Uh, generally four or five o'clock. Um, I always work like the late shift and ended up closing for the night and then all that stuff. So, okay. So, so you start your shift around four, everything's, you know, going normal, typical night. And, uh, then take me through what happens. So if I remember correctly, delivery was like eight or nine o'clock. Um, it was, I just remember it was dark. So I actually delivered to this small, uh, I worked out of Plymouth, Wisconsin. Um, but the delivery was like a neighboring town over in Waldo, which um, basically all they really have was like a gas station. It was like a town of like 800 people. So I take the delivery to this, um, this couple's house. Um, you know, I give the, I show up to the door, give the man his pizza and then that's at that point, I notice that there's a woman behind him, like as I'm kind of like giving him the pizza and kind of talking to him. And I noticed like one of the first things I noticed was like the black eye that she kind of pointed to. And then she she mouthed like call the police and help me to me at that point um, while I'm still kind of talking with this uh, this man um, who's I'm giving the pizza. So at that point, I remember, I think he went back in the house to grab like a five dollar tip or something like that. Um, they came back. I finished. Um, I know she mouthed something else to me. I think it was first help and then call the police. So that's how it worked. Um, so when I finished that, I went back to the car and actually the first person I called was my, my mother, just because she kind of works with situations like this. So I wanted to know, like, is there a special 
like hotline I should call or something. She's like, no, just just dial nine one one. So that's what I did. I called nine one one. Um, on as I was driving back, I'm like, hey, there's a situation at this this house I just delivered to. This woman looked like she's in distress. Um, and at that point, that's basically how that situation kind of ended. I went back to um, the store. I told my manager, hey, I just had this kind of weird delivery. Just letting you know, I ended up calling the police. And at, at that point, that's kind of what I thought was the end of it until I found out the next day um, I got a call from, I believe it was the Sheboygan County Sheriff. Um, he's like, yeah, so this place that we just went, that you you know called for, like this was a serious situation. So they got a testimony from me. So I had to write down a written statement. And I guess I found out later, like he broke into her house and he was threatening her and he had like a gun in the back of his car. It was, um, again, a pretty serious situation. So that's just how that all unfolded. Well, an in incredible story. And, and you know, uh, I just want to commend you for kind of having that initial, you know, reaction to call your mother and, you know, report it, uh, you know, to the police immediately. I certainly think that, you know, some other people in that situation may have, you know, hesitated or, uh, you know, brushed the situation off. So, um, you know, I want to definitely commend you on that. So you finished your shift that night, it sounds like, and uh, you, you gave this testimony the next day. Um, this story then kind of went, went viral. You ended up on some local news stations. How did that uh, happen? Uh, I think it started with, I remember seeing, uh, it was like a week later, uh, October 1st. And I know that specifically because the Milwaukee Brewers were playing the Chicago Cubs in a game 163 to determine who would win the division. So like that was my focus that day. And I remember that specifically because of that. Uh, I woke up and I think it started with like an Associated Press out of Chicago, like got news of it. And from there, basically every news station in Milwaukee and Green Bay were calling me. And uh, so it started with um, just that, uh, you know, getting interviews and all that. Um, and then from there, after all the interviews started like playing on the air, uh, I have friends on Twitter that started just like retweeting it all over the place. And these are big Taylor Swift fans. And um, that part of Twitter has can get, I would say that's how things can get viral very quickly, just because Swifties are, I would say, very passionate. Um, I think would be the term I would use. Are so, and because, yes, just a little bit. Okay. <laughs> um, and I think part of it was I was wearing a sweatshirt of like her merchandise. So, like in, during one of the interviews. So because of that, Swifties all over the place were like retweeting it and stuff. And that's how it went from just kind of this story, like in the Wisconsin area and it blew up all over social media. So that's how that happened. All right. So, so these Swifties are blowing up the story and then what happens next? Uh, so from there it uh, was, I had already planned to actually go to um, two of her concerts in Dallas, like, uh, October 5th and 6th. So this was like, what, like four days after like all the interviews and stuff. Um, so at that point, uh, the first show, October 5th, uh, I went to the show and then that's at point, one point in the show, some of Taylor's like, uh, I guess marketing people or something came up to me and like, Hey, we heard about your story. How would you like to meet her after the show? And that's kind of how that happened. So how did they find you or like you were just in the audience? Yeah, I was in the audience. Um, I think uh, the friends that I mentioned before, like they were like tweeting out like my specific seats because they knew where I was sitting. Um, okay. So T Taylor Nation is like her like marketing team, I guess. So I think they got tagged in a bunch of tweets. Taylor herself got tagged in a bunch of tweets. 
So I think she made an effort to let them know, like, hey, go find this person. And then I wanted to see him after the show because she, she knew who I was when I first met her. Like she she had seen me before, like the pictures on Twitter and stuff. So like like this wasn't like some random chance where I just got lucky. Like she knew who I was. Yeah. So, yeah. So take me through that interaction. Like how long did it last? Like what did you talk about? <laughs> uh, it's generally pretty short just because um, she meets with a bunch of fans after every yeah. show. Um so it was just kind of like, uh, like one of the first things I remember her saying is like, Hey, you cut your hair. Cause at that point I had long hair when I had the interviews, but I kind of like shaved it all off. So that was one of the first things I had this conversation with her mother before, while I was waiting to meet her while she was meeting with some other fans. She talked about how she got all the emotional reading my story, which I'm like, well, I'm making Taylor Swift's mother cry. Like that's a weird thing to think about. Like how many people can say that? Um, so it's just, it was this, I don't, think I'm a person who gets very starstruck but I think at that point I was because like I didn't really expect any of this to happen I just went to a show with some friends to watch one of my favorite singers just perform for a little bit so here I am I have this you know arguably one of the most well-known pop stars ever just kind of like sitting there praising me for what I did and like like I don't know what to do here because you don't really have this kind of interaction like ever so that's it was yeah again I was I guess I just kind of starstruck at that moment yeah. Did did they allow your friends to come along with you? Uh, yeah. Two of my friends that were sitting with me were allowed to go with, and that was, you know, obviously great for them. We all got a photo together and then Taylor um, herself wanted to, Hey, like, can I just get a photo with just you as well? So. Yeah. That's amazing. How many Taylor Swift shows have you been to? Uh, let's see. I think I was at those two in Dallas. So I went to one the next day and then I saw two in Minneapolis in like uh, just about a month before Minneapolis. Um, I didn't really get into like her music until like 2017. So I didn't really get a lot to see before then. Yeah. And then I was going to go get into some other shows, but then COVID happened and then it kind of ruined everything. So gotcha. All right. Uh, well, still, it's a, an incredible uh, story and experience. And obviously, uh, you know, it, again, when, when, when you did what you did, there were no, uh, you know, no expectations that something like this could possibly uh, happen. So that's a pretty cool, uh, you know, reward. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, did you ever hear from like Domino's corporate or did they, anyone like call to thank you from like the company or anything like that? Uh, so I got two kind of, I guess you call them gifts. Uh, one was like the, the, or the franchisee of the store I worked at. He gave me, he had like a timeshare. So I got to stay at a hotel in South Carolina for free for a week. So that was pretty cool. And then the, I got a letter from the CEO. Um, and he, it was like a $500 like visa gift card. So <laughs> And then like a letter, just like, Hey, I saw what you did. Like, that was pretty cool. And this here's a reward for kind of like being an upstanding, like Domino's employee. That's awesome. I'm glad it was a visa gift card and not a Domino's gift card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Well, um, yeah. Curious also if um, like you ever followed kind of the aftermath of, you know, what happened, uh, you know, to uh you know the guy and, and the woman as well who were involved in the incident that night uh, the woman i never really made contact with again the only other contact i had was her son came in at some point i think a few days to a week later um and personally like asked him was like hey i i know what you did for my mother and i'm like really appreciative of the things of that nature like you saved your life and like i can't thank you enough so i mean that was pretty cool um and then for him i know that his trial is still pending. Um, I will actually have to testify for that at some point. It sounds like January, but I don't know for sure yet. Um, it's been postponed several times. And I know at some point that he's had some more issues in prison because he tried to hire someone to go after her and stuff. So like he's had continued issues since this date. 
Um, and then again, for now, it's just waiting for the trial to start. Gotcha. Um, and and how long did you continue uh, working as a delivery driver for Domino's, kind of following this incident in the you know fall of 2018? Uh, I worked up there until would have been late July, August of last year, so 2020. That's when I uh, left for school in, in New Jersey. So that's when I left. Cool. And uh, pretty smooth sailing in terms of your delivery experiences after this night? Yeah, I'd say that's um, been kind of like the most standout delivery and then just back to normal basically since then. Yeah, well, sorry. Sorry things got so boring so quickly. <laughs> um I, I guess the last question that uh, I have for you is what's your uh, review of, of Domino's pizza and, and what's your go-to order there? I've always loved their cheesy bread. Um, like I, I think it's generally like one of the best things they have um, or any of the really other, any of their bread stuff is really good. Um, and for pizza, one of my favorite pizzas is their Buffalo chicken, which is not something I usually like, but I don't know something about, there's, it's just, especially on like a hand tossed crust with that like buttery garlic thing that they have in the crust. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I, I understand you're at Seton Hall now, which is only uh, a, a short jaunt from uh, New York City where we have plenty of uh, delicious pizza. So uh, hop on over when you get a chance. I don't know if you've, have you had any uh, New York pizza yet? No, I haven't actually, since I have, I've never really made the trip over to New York yet. I know I'm literally like 15 minutes from the city. It's just with school and everything. I and mean, then COVID doesn't help either. It's just yeah. at some point, I mean, obviously I'd love to go to New York and just like, just eat some food. Cause I mean, especially pizza, like that's, that's the place to go. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that uh, you and Taylor and myself should grab a slice uh, at some point. So. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Awesome. Um, well, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to join me today, Joey. Again, I know, uh, you know, uh, this was a really uh, heroic, uh, you know, act and, and experience and, uh, you know, appreciate you sharing your story with everyone today. Thanks for having me.